0: The Treehouse of Liberty podcast is hosted by Jason Fornwald and comes to you from the bright red western corner of the bright blue state of Maryland.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I am your host, Jason Fornwald, and I'd like to thank you once again for taking the time to join me. You can always reach the show at my email address, which is jdfornwald at gmail.com. That is J-D-F is in Frank, O-R-N is in Nancy, W-A-L-T is in Tom. Or you can reach me at Jason Fornwalt on Facebook. Obviously, my last name is spelled the same way there. If you are kind enough to shoot me an email or a message, I would certainly appreciate that. Um, just include listener commentary either as a subject line of your email or as the first two words of your message. And thank you so much for that launching right into it here i want to talk about the thing that scares me the most in this country right now and that is the fact that we have a two-tiered justice system um it's a system not unlike nazi germany it's a system not unlike the old soviet union where if you are a member of the correct party you are good to go you're immune from prosecution you will be coddled and cared for taken care of you have nothing to worry about politically um if you're not a member of the party, whoa, boy, look out. You know, we're going to try to find every single thing we can possibly do uh, to convict, convict you of something, somehow, some way. Um, when you look at the, the Trump-Russia investigation, it's been going on for two years, just about two years. And in that time, there has not been one single shred of evidence presented that links the Trump campaign to Russia. Not one. You know, you you would think with all of the other things that have leaked from the media, that if there was a single piece of evidence conducting, connecting the Trump campaign to Russia, that it would have leaked out by now. We have gotten absolutely nothing. And it's, it's just disgusting that they continue this absolute witch hunt for absolutely no reason whatsoever, you know. Um, Michael Cohen, when they they called the known perjurer before Congress, who two months from now is going to jail for three years or prison for three years for lying to Congress. He even said, there is no reason to believe that Donald Trump or members of his campaign colluded with the Russians. Now if Elijah Cummings is going to respect what Cohen has to say enough to bring him back to testify before Congress, even though he's a known perjurer well then you by damn well better listen to everything that the man has to say and if he tells you there's no collusion there's no collusion boom case closed end of story we're done but no we're going to cherry pick because Cohen and Trump aren't members of the party they're not good comrades you know and the only thing that's come out of this investigation so far is people can being convicted of process crimes you know whether it's perjury, whether it's obstruction of justice, whatever it is, they're only crimes that relate to the investigation. Nobody's been charged with any kind of conspiracy. Nobody's been charged with violating the Espionage Act. You know, the investigation has nothing. Mueller has nothing which, of course, would also be why the Democrats in Congress are going after, you know, all of Trump's business deals and all of Trump's tax returns and all of everything they can possibly look at. Hoping to find one tiny little hiccup that we can call a misdemeanor and impeach him on. Now, it's like if, if the investigation's bullcrap, let's admit that it was bullcrap and move on. You know, they entrapped General Flynn. Absolutely entrapped him. You know, McCabe and Peter Strzok went to the White House, told him that he was not being interviewed. And then when they thought he gave him false statements, you know, then they decided to charge him with perjury. When he's not being interviewed, he thought it was a casual conversation. He was told he didn't need his attorney. Turns out he's going to be interviewed and charged anyway. They failed to Mirandize him. They didn't provide him with his constitutional rights. They told him he was not being interviewed. That's entrapment. And it's absolutely ridiculous. And again, Cohen is a known perjurer. He's going to prison for lying to Congress. So we bring him back to testify before Congress? Has anything this man's ever said been true? But he's the one that we're going to rely on to continue this bullcrap investigation. He's the one that Chairman Cummings thinks, you know, that he's going to hang his hat on. This is going to be the be-all to end-all. And if that's true, I guess it's appropriate that he would find a liar to do that. Because there's nothing there. You know, And what about the wiretapping that led to all of this? You know, it, the FBI was wiretapping Trump Tower. They were spying on a presidential candidate. Now, where have you heard this before, Richard Nixon? You know, these guys make G. Gordon Liddy and John Dean and Nixon look like the greatest Americans in the history of the world with the crap that they were pulling. Not only did they wiretap Trump Tower, they unmasked Americans on American soil, making phone calls between Americans who can't be unmasked without a warrant. They unmasked them without a warrant. And where the hell do you think that order came from? Let's think about this. Is the FBI going to spy on a presidential candidate without permission to do so from, hmm, the President of the United States? It's Watergate. Watergate 2.0. And nobody cares. You can't convince me that Obama didn't start this. You absolutely can't. And I wouldn't put anything past a man who literally committed the legal, uniform code of military justice definition of treason during his presidency. When he gave the Taliban five of their top commanders back in exchange for a deserter, He provided aid and comfort to the enemy during time of war. Look it up in the UCMJ. That's exactly how treason is defined. The penalty for treason, by the way, is still hanging. So you can imagine what would have happened had he been prosecuted and convicted. I'm pretty sure we wouldn't have a country anymore. Even though that's precisely what should have happened. Of course, we didn't have a legal declaration of war because no president's had the balls to do that since World War II, which is also ridiculous. But I'll get into that at a later date. You know, and, and we move on and we look at some of those other things that don't necessarily have the legal ramifications, um, but certainly are significant issues. Donna Brazil admitting that CNN gave her the debate questions for debates between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Donna Brazile was the chairwoman of the DNC at the time. CNN is feeding her the debate questions. Making the party look good again, right, comrade? And President Trump's wrong. CNN and other outlets like this aren't just fake news. They're the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. Joe Goebbels would be proud of the things that the media does for the Democrat Party. You look at what James Comey did. He laid out Hillary Clinton's crimes, went straight down the line, talking about all the things that she had done. She did them deliberately, and even if she didn't, they still meet the definition of gross negligence, which is what she needed to meet to be prosecuted. She did, clearly, clearly. You don't whoopsie-poo accidentally create a server that's not on a secure network and put information on it that's secret and top secret. And then we get into the actual crime surrounding that. She did perjure herself before Congress. Everybody knows she said, oh, everything on there was just wedding, routine, wedding uh, plans and yoga routines and, you know, there was nothing classified on there. Bullshit. She knew there was, and she testified to Congress that there was not. She committed perjury, just like Michael Cohen. On a more important subject, the fact that she violated the Espionage Act by having that confidential information on a network that's not equipped for it. As Secretary of State, you've got to know how confidential information is handled. If you don't, you are not qualified. And I'll tell you, one of the most disgusting things I have ever heard come out of a politician's mouth was when Hillary was asked if she wiped her hard drive. And she said, what, like with a cloth or something? You really mean to tell me that the Secretary of State, who has repeatedly gotten training in the handling of classified information, and has used computers for her entire adult life. Doesn't know my, what it means to wipe a hard drive? Are you kidding? The hell she doesn't. So she's lying about that too. And let's move on. Let's take a look at Peter Strzok. Who was the head of both FBI investigations into Donald Trump and to Hillary Clinton. And his text with Lisa Page, his mistress at the time, which compromises him as an agent, let alone as a supervisor. He shouldn't have even been in the position if he should have been in the bureau anymore at all. He told her that Trump wasn't going to be president because we were going to stop it. Police state. It's a democratic police state. You're going to stop one political candidate in the favor of the other one? The one that gets preferential treatment everywhere, comrade? You know, if you're a part of the Democrat Party, the government's on your side, period. It's a shock that any Republican gets elected anywhere, ever, under these circumstances. Look at Loretta Lynch's meeting on the tarmac with Bill Clinton. Hillary's still being investigated. She gets on the plane alone with him. Which should never happen. She was the Attorney General. Talking alone to the husband of a woman that she's looking into prosecuting. Oh, they talked about their grandchildren. Yeah, I bet they did. Talked about their grandchildren and the fact that she's going to make sure that Hillary gets off because she's a member of the party, comrade. I mean, it's just disgusting the fact that over and over and over we see Democrats committing crimes. We see Hillary Clinton scot-free walking away after violating the Espionage Act. That's kind of a big deal. People receive the death penalty for violating the Espionage Act. And she's not even charged by Comey? Get the hell out of here. And the Democrats used to hate Comey. They absolutely despised him. They wanted him gone. And as soon as he started investigating Trump, well, boy, if he didn't become their hero, he became another you-know-what comrade. And Trump fired him, as well he should. Because Comey didn't prosecute Clinton as she should have been prosecuted. And he tried to dig up every piece of bullcrap he could find about President Trump. Again, none of which has amounted to any evidence in almost two years. It's like, at what point do we start prosecuting people that we know have committed crimes and leave the good people alone? Isn't that the way the United States is supposed to work? Or are we going to deal with the Gestapo and the KGB for the rest of our lives, taking out people who they don't like? What did Thomas Jefferson say about that? And we can take it a step further. Hillary Clinton used foreign intelligence agents to interfere in the 2016 election. Proven, known fact. She bought and paid for the dossier that she got from Christopher Steele, who Christopher Steele got from working with Russian agents. They're all foreign agents. And that dossier was what used to kick off the whole investigation in the first place. McCabe saying that without the dossier, they don't have a case. And the dossier being complete bullcrap, paid for by Clinton and her campaign. I mean, at what point do my fellow Americans start to get angry about this shit? At what point do we wake up? I guess at such point as the media stops being the propaganda arm for the Democrat Party and starts to tell us the freaking truth, which I don't expect to happen anytime soon. And I haven't even gotten into the fact that Hillary Clinton, as Secretary of State, worked out a deal with the Russians, with the dangerous Russians, with those horrible Russians that interfered in our election, right? The most dangerous country on planet Earth. Our mortal enemy. She made a deal with them to give them 20% of our uranium. Uranium being the main ingredient in the construction of a nuclear weapon. So Russia's this dangerous. But she's going to make a deal with them to sell them nuclear material. That can be placed in a warhead. I mean, I, I just don't understand. And isn't it interesting that at that point, all of a sudden, there's millions of dollars pouring into the Clinton Foundation from Russian sources? Well, I'll be damned! I wonder how that happened. The Clintons are number one on the pay-for-play list. Yep, we'll give we'll give you uh, materials that you can use to launch freaking nukes at us. Just you know, throw a couple million dollars in our bank account, okay? Wink, wink, nod, nod. And that's exactly what happened. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of the failure to tell the truth. I'm sick of the American people not questioning what's actually happening here. I'm sick of the police state. I'm sick of the 2 tier justice system. I'm sick of living in fear of the KGB and the freaking Gestapo in the United States of America. Who, by the way, are listening to this recording through the microphone on my phone. Sup, agents, how you doing? You gonna come talk to me for telling the truth? It's absolutely ridiculous. We've got to wake up, people. we got to open our eyes. We've got to take the blindfold off. We've got to save this country before it's too late. We've got to. Ladies and gentlemen, at this point in the show, I am both proud and privileged to welcome in a dear friend of mine. Her name is Brandon. She lives in an undisclosed location in the great Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, She's been kind enough to weigh in with her thoughts on the Green New Deal. And I'll tell you, she makes a lot of points here that I haven't heard discussed previously here before. Uh, it's a fantastic take. Um, it's, it's very intellectual and very blunt at the same time. And if you've listened to this show at all, you know that's the kind of stuff I like. Uh, so I'll let Bren take it away. And Bren, thank you so much for this uh, contribution to the show. Spectacular, and I appreciate you working with me.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Bren. And first of all, I wanted to say thank you to Jason for letting me be on the show. Um, I appreciate that, and I'm happy to do it for you. Um, Jason and I, we actually met on Facebook, and we've been friends for a while. Um, when I think back, I, I believe that we we met via a political post. <laughs> Go figure. Um, we both love politics. Um, Jason is extremely smart, and I admire his intelligence. And uh, again, we've been friends for a while. Hopefully one day we'll get to meet because I think he's a great guy. And uh, I enjoy his posts that he puts on his page. He's very blunt and honest, just like I am. Um, Not everybody likes that, but, you know, everybody's not everybody's cup of tea. So it's all good. Um, Some people love me. Some people hate the fact that I'm very honest. but, you know, I am, I am who I am, So, and I'm not going to change for anybody. Um, I love America. I love everybody. I love all people, and I want the best for everybody. So, yeah, so thanks, Jason, for letting me do this. And um, so let's talk a little bit about the new Green Deal. Um, AOC promises to move America to 100% renewable energy usage over the next 10 years. Uh, Her plan also calls for redeveloping every element of national energy, transport, and economic infrastructure. Uh, It promises high-paid jobs and a government-guaranteed job for every American. Wow. Uh, It it pledges economic security even for those who are unwilling to work. It commits to high-quality health care and higher education again paid for by the government the best thing of all the best thing of all is that it says none of this will cost us anything that's that's hilarious the necessary calculation of what climate change and action might mean for the u.s economy is legitimate but the idea that new shared prosperity will inevitably flow from this new deal is absurd Absurd. absolutely absurd. Not all infrastructure programs are born equal. Productive infrastructure programs are so because they facilitate greater economic activity. Environmental infrastructure programs like what AOC is pr- proposing, they're weak. If you consider just one area How green energy mandates drive up household energy bills folks I mean it's it's common sense there's a huge opportunity for conservatives here though thanks to corporate tax cuts and deregulation efforts the economy is booming and those at the lowest ends of the economic ladder are finding unprecedented opportunity conservatives have to speak to the moral narrative of these successes. But when it comes to the ideas such as the Green New Deal, Deal, we must also demand attention to the realities of math and economic theory, because the abundant evidence suggests that the New Green Deal would send America into a black hole of unproductive government spending unaffordable and inefficient government programs, and excessive debt. The New Green Deal, ladies and gentlemen, is a recipe for, economic, for an economic Armageddon. Point blank. It's a crock of BS. So those are my thoughts on the New Green Deal. Um, I have many, many more thoughts. I hope that Jason will ask me to join at another time. Um, again, thank you, Jason. And uh, I look forward to hearing more from you. Talk to you soon.
1: Any questions or you think she covered it pretty well? Um, again, Brand, thank you so much for that. Uh, I really enjoyed listening to it. And I'm sure everybody here enjoyed hearing a voice besides mine for a change. Um, the points that she made um you know the idea that this is not going to cost us anything and the government's going to pay for it you know supposedly AOC has an economics degree from Boston University um in that case she should probably know that government money is tax money um and the last time I looked at my paycheck I'm pretty sure tax money actually does cost me something um I I agree with Brent completely that it is absurd that any idea of shared prosperity is going to come from this deal. That's insane. It's going to cost us $93 trillion. And the event we would attempt to implement it, of course, it's never going to happen because it's absolutely ridiculous. But if we did, you know, $93 trillion is the estimate that they've put on it. Um, As she points out, you know, the increase to uh, household expenses for uh, our energy as well, you know, in addition to the taxes would just completely destroy the economy, and more importantly, destroy American families. Um, And I'm pretty sure that I'm going to steal the phrase that she used, economic Armageddon, because that's a perfect description of what this plan is. Uh, And as I've talked about on the show before, if the United States is the only country that implements these green ideas and green ideals, It's still not going to amount to a hill of beans because we still got China and India and Russia and all these other countries that don't give a damn about polluting our atmosphere. So if man-made climate change is a real thing, you know, and we only fix one tiny little part of it, it's not going to accomplish anything for us, and we shouldn't foot the entire bill for it. Once again, Bren, thank you so much, and I look forward to working with you again. In closing, I just want to talk about Ilhan Omar real quick and her repeated anti-Semitic statements. Um, It's crazy to me that Nancy Pelosi and congressional Democrats would not censure her and make it very clear that we're not going to stand as a body or as a country for anti-Semitic statements, that we're not going to allow that to happen and we're not going to tolerate it. And instead, Democrats have proposed a bill That condemns all racism and condemns all discrimination and condemns all this and condemns all that. And the reason for it was the fact that a brown person made an anti Semitic statement, a racist statement, actually several of them. And we can't have that being focused on, can we? No. So we got to throw in white supremacy, we got to throw in the Klan, we got to throw in, you know, uh, Sons of the Confederacy and everything else. You know, making sure we make white people look bad and we don't address what was actually said by Congresswoman Omar. James Co- Clyburn, uh, a fellow congressman, actually took it a step further and he said that Omar fled violence in Somalia and that Jews are further removed from the Holocaust, so therefore her pain is more real. Oh, really, Congressman Clyburn? In that case, I guess we're done hearing about slavery, right, buddy? Because that ended about 80 years before World War II. So there's no pain left over from that, right? We're done? Yeah, I didn't think so. And Bernie Sanders, you know, everybody's least favorite kooky uncle, said that we must not equate anti Semitism with legitimate criticism of the right wing. Excuse me? I'm pretty sure Congresswoman Omar is not a conservative Republican, buddy. Pay attention. Condemn your own kind. Oppose racism. Oppose anti-Semitism. Don't be the party supporting it or excusing it because other people act like idiots too. Grow up. Admit that your side made a mistake. Condemn it. Don't stand with it. And if you stand with it, don't condemn us. And so that's going to do it for another episode of the Treehouse of Liberty. Once again, thank you so much for joining me. If you would like your listener commentary to be a part of the podcast, there's a couple of different ways you can reach me. You can email me at jdformwalt at gmail.com, J-D-F is in Frank, O-R-N is in Nancy, W-A-L-T is in Tom, at gmail.com. You can also send me a message on Facebook. It's Jason Fornwalt. Again, it's F-O-R-N is in Nancy. W-A-L-T is in Tom. And if you do message me or send me an email, please put listener commentary, listener commentary in the subject line or as the first part of the message that you send. Once again, thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a great day, evening, night. If there's another time of day you can have, I hope you have a great one of those too. Whatever time it is that you're listening to this, Thank you so much. This has been the Treehouse of Liberty podcast. I'm your host, Jason Fornwalt. Take care.